Hello, welcome to the third episode Hi. of the Direct Ones Podcast by CJ and Zoo. So uh, we have to improvise, so no more recording the audio in the car. So now we're doing this. Upgrade, upgrade. So yeah, <laughs> uh, as you all know, MCO happened, extended, and now we're all here. So how have you been coping? Um, I think I'm coping okay. Um, in what terms of it? work, it's still <laughs> Sunday. Come on, I'm okay, not okay. stupid. <laughs> well, I lost track of yeah. time, so every day is, now every day is just like, day no mondays no tuesdays it's just days yeah anyway how that's, are you coping that's kind of right so yeah in terms of work uh, it's it's pretty much business as usual for us um a little bit of hang and lag here and there but uh, nothing too big of an impact for us right um but the difference the difference that i feel is um i feel a lot more chill <laughs> if that makes sense okay. so uh, I, I have more time to practice yoga now i have more time to work out and um, right. i can wake up a little bit later and not have to get ready for work ah. uh so yeah that, that's that's the difference uh, yeah. some some problems i feel is with uh conference calls because like you know when, when your line gets lagged and when you get cut off or when somebody's screen gets frozen yeah. it gets a little bit it, it does, gets a little right? bit inconvenient and it, it gets annoying as well. Yeah. So I, I, I've been having to repeat myself a few times uh, because of my bad lines. So. All right. But I guess, you know, what everyone's doing their best. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, I mean, um, it, it's the best we can do. Okay, today, guys, we're going to talk about more about the MCO. Just like catch up on MCO because we didn't talk about it last week. And we're going to get mm. into the economic stimulus package, um, which just happened recently. So let's talk about the implementation of MCO. Let's talk in terms of like the lawyer law standpoint and whatnot <laughs> so um what you got first um so um as we all know uh, right now only one appointed person from every household is allowed to be out of the house to run only like the most necessary errands yeah. and failing which a summons of 1000 ringgit will be imposed oh wow so it, 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 we're taking it quite seriously now uh, we really have to distance ourselves so um, there's also been some news uh, of the police arresting individuals who are right. not complying with the order. And some examples of these acts of uh, non-compliance of the order includes uh, playing football with your friends right, at the park, right, right. Uh, jogging at the park, or even just taking a normal stroll within a gated community. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually quite insane if you think about it, because like all of these like usual normal day-to-day -day things, right? They were never once considered as quote-unquote crimes in our lives, but now you can get arrested for it. Right. So, Especially at the yeah. very beginning where it just MCO just implemented. I guess everyone wasn't used to it yet, and everyone just mm -hmm. like eh, whatever. So I think exactly, I think um, like, a lot of like I think the first few cases was like the market where a lot of people still open the market. And people are still doing their usual business as in the market, which defeats the whole purpose of MCO. So yeah, I'm glad exactly. that the, the government and police and now army, they are stepping it up and trying to reduce the, uh, I guess their rate, they wanted to achieve 100%. And by, back then it was like, what, 75? And it became 90 and recently became 97% of individuals staying at home. But it's still the 3%. Yeah, it's hard to, you know, make it like a 
pure hundred percent because especially at the beginning uh, even i myself included um we're all not used to this sudden change like for me personally you know i, I really need to go to the salon i really need a manicure you know these kind of things mm, and i, I we just couldn't feel you know <laughs> <laughs> you cannot oh. feel the gravity of like the, the importance of this um social distancing and this whole mco in trying yeah. to you know curb this this whole pandemic yeah so flatten the curve right now now that we see that you know how important it is you know the gravity of all these offenses i i i can slowly um understand and like i i understand that i can delay my hair appointment yeah. and, you know have like bad meals or it's fine you know what's important is for us to just abide by the order and stay alive and yeah, not exactly so <laughs> would you say like it's so, justified this action this drastic action um well, it is quite drastic, but it has to happen because, um, you know, we human beings, we have to learn things um, the hard way sometimes. And um, for for this um, for this situation in particular, we're trying to curb a whole pandemic right here. So I, I think yeah. it's justified, yes. Yeah, especially like we're not the only country who is doing it. The whole world is doing it. So I think that's very, very justified. I think it's also, I think what the government did was actually quite, not to say very harsh, it's done for a reason. Right, that's why mm. the penalty is for, is to prevent you from doing the things that you want to do. Because, uh, I mean, like, I guess why people do that because, you know, nature and things like that, but you can always find alternatives at home. I've seen like a lot of people on Instagram, they do like home workouts. It's quite interesting to see that yeah. so many variations of the workouts that we thought is only possible in the gym, they are doing it at home. Yeah, you'll be surprised at like how good some YouTube online workout videos are because i myself I'm, I'm surprised myself because i i have been doing home workouts uh, i've been practicing a lot of yoga at home and i never knew that you know i i could just like practice on my own without my instructor so it really right. kind of challenges you in a way to you know deal with things in a more creative way and still get things done yeah i think that could be say the same for businesses too especially mm. like with this situation right now yeah exactly uh like with this whole pandemic, a lot of businesses are affected, uh, especially businesses that involves a lot of direct contact with people and it involves like um, grouping a lot of uh, people or crowd. And yeah, you, you know, because it's exactly what we're trying to prevent now. Yep. So no more mama sessions. Uh, yeah, exactly. No more, <laughs> no more concerts, no more drinking at a bar, you know, all oh these things God. that we used to take for granted. So. Yep. Well, it's so, only temporary. Like, we, we feel the, the hit, but it's actually the businesses, business owners that actually yeah. feel it the most uh, because the, the cash flow is actually um, being put to like almost like a complete halt. So um, it's also a good way for them to restructure their businesses uh, in a way that would allow remote working. Yep. So for example, I've heard of some event agencies who have you know, gravitated towards um, streaming their live live shows on social media platforms mm, there are okay. some yoga studios who are streaming their live yoga lessons on instagram facebook mm. and and i've actually attended some of those live yoga classes and they're quite good and also e-commerce sector is the thriving at the moment because like, especially when we're all like stuck at home um mm -hmm. speaking from my own like personal experience i've been like looking through zalora so much i'm like, looking through all these insta <laughs> insta stores and like yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to to contain myself to not buy so many things but uh, I have it's hard right because at home there's nothing to do yeah. anymore just tend to 
buy into stuff because of like boredom and things like that. And it gets to you like there are so many promotions now. It's ridiculous. Like yeah, and it's, it's now there's like one like, one, one two, two, four, three, three, four, four, five, five. Like all these crazy things. They just want any excuses exactly. to sell things to you. But I guess it's quite important yeah. too because like um, like you said, it's not you. Um, a few companies have to restructure the whole thing. I guess it's a great. I don't think it's a. I mean, although it's a very um dire situation right now for everyone, I think it's a opportunity because it's like very it, it makes people as well. makes people think like because we're heading towards that direction of like digital implementation and online platforms anyway i think it gives um many businesses like a rethink uh restructure or like you know a uh, different perspective of what they can do with their business to you know bring it online because eventually we're gonna get there anyway so now it's a good opportunity for them it's a good opportunity but um you know it's just a little bit too sudden and um it's it's quite a challenge uh especially when they hey, they're struggling to find resources in terms of finance hey, <laughs> it just comes exactly like it, this is exactly what happened like disaster yeah. just just hits so um but you, if you think about it positively um this is a time where everyone is just brainstorming ideas to yeah. work remotely and I can see this as, you know, like going as an effort to reduce paper waste and carbon footprints and, you know, doing planet Earth a big favor eventually. It's so, true, yeah. it's true. So how's things at your end? Like, you're a lawyer, right? I'm sure that this yeah. whole COVID-19 thing has already affected you in many ways. So how's it going in, in your end? Well, um, well, our courts have uh, been like quite diligent in handling this whole situation. So um, one of the implementations that they recently just um, just passed is that um, they have uh, they have efforts in you know conducting hearings online by Ooh. way of e-review. Um, so e-review, if you're wondering, is essentially structured like a chat room, uh, and it's between the counsels of the party and the judge or the registrar. And mm -hmm. um, so that's that. Another way would be through email exchanges uh, directly with like the, the registrar or the deputy registrar, the, the judge. Not, not so sure about whether we can email the judge, but yeah, it is something very new. Like I haven't actually gone through it. It's just like passed a few days ago. So um, I disclaim myself. <laughs> and also another way is um, through video calls. So um, these three different modes, uh, it has to be agreed upon um, both parties. So like, both both sides will have to discuss on an agreed way to conduct the hearing. Uh, so whether it's by way of e-review, by way of a, a conference call, or by way of just email. And um, yeah, so here's something very new, really. Uh, it's out of uh, a lot of our comfort zones because we're also used to attending court physically and submitting with the judge physically. So I'm very interested to see how this whole thing pans out and if it um, you know, proved to be successful. I could see this being not just a temporary thing, but a more long-term permanent solution because you can really um, save a lot of resources. You save court time, you save um, money, you save um, traveling, traveling money, mileage claims, and all that. Yeah, and that's also, I'm, yeah, one thing I'm very glad about is that you know, this online hearing thing is already a thing that's happening in East Malaysia uh, for a simple reason to save. Uh, cost for traveling. So um, to see that happen here is a very big step forward. Uh, and um, yeah, as I mentioned before, it's a, it's a good way to reduce paper waste, it's a good way to reduce carbon footprints. So hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. That's very interesting. So we might see more of this. Was it, what do you call it again? E-hearing? Uh, <laughs> just online hearing. Okay, I thought it was going to call uh, e-court. 
That sounds quite uh, E-Court is already something, it, it's actually the name of our filing portal. <laughs> right. So, so you gotta yeah, think of something so else for this. Because uh, it made me curious, don't like, know what to call it, yeah. is it different from a normal procedure? Like, because um, how does, okay, just describe briefly to me, how does a normal procedure in court goes like? I'm pretty sure that there's you, there's a defendant, there's a judge, and you know, you guys present your case, okay. and, right? There are different kinds of court proceedings. There are proceedings in chambers, proceedings mm -hmm. in open court, there are interlocutory proceedings, there are trials. Uh, so it's, it's very technical terms, but um, for hearings per se, uh, they don't involve, they don't directly involve the parties. It's only the lawyers. So it ah. usually, it's for more technical kind of objections or technical arguments. Um, not so much into the actual tribal facts itself. Right, so right. Um, it wouldn't involve um, assessing the demeanor of the witnesses. It wouldn't involve um, like you know cross examination or things that things where you have to you know really see the person and assess the demeanor. So mm. for hearings, it will more, be more of like you know just conversation and um, some arguments between the counsels and the judge. Uh, in order for the judge to grant you uh, an order before you can proceed to the next stage. Right, so you're saying that <laughs> whatever I'm seeing on a TV show isn't real? <gasps> no, 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 it's real. It's just that before it gets to the, you know, the, the fighting stage, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of other steps that, that okay, is involved. Okay, so, um, that's the answer I was looking for. Because yeah, uh, I was so just curious like, about like, you know, you know the, the, the scenario where the defendant has to be there and then the prosecutor has to be there where yeah, everyone has to be this there. Would be a little bit tough. You know what I mean, this right? Then if you have like this hearing thing, how does it work? Like if you find the person guilty, okay. who brings him away? And I'm just like asking like Yeah, about this guilty, not guilty it. thing, right? Yeah, this guilty, not guilty thing. Um, It will be a little bit hard to deal with online. Like exactly right, right now, right. we are only dealing with like, you know, the steps that goes before that. So because we have to go step by step, if we don't, if the case doesn't proceed, then the justice is delayed and you don't want the matter to be hanging in limbo just because of, you know, like this uh, pandemic. So right. that's one of the good efforts that I see the court has been um, going for. And like, it can, um, it can definitely last us for a good few months, uh, but like, mm -hmm. whether it can actually, um, we can actually conduct real trials online. That would be a whole different question because oh, uh, yeah, no trial trials to be whole, trials it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. So I'm quite interested to see how this pans out. Um. So yeah, like if we can move towards like more tech, that would be awesome. That would mm -hmm. save us a lot of time, a lot of money. So yeah, that's how things have been on my end. What about right. your your end? Like, Wait, how, so I'm just like so I'm pretty sure someone somewhere is gonna. Make a create an AI for this whole to make this this process simpler or like some some kind of technology. I'm pretty sure it's gonna come soon. Someone's gonna invent something that's gonna change the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. Like we're moving a lot. Like we're slowly moving towards uh, using more tech uh, because there are a lot of processes that uh, can be can be skipped. I can not skipped, but like it can be expedited. Right. So you can use less of lawyers' time when you have like an AI doing like more um, mundane, uh, repetitive tasks. Interesting. So yeah. So how, how, how have you been on your end? Like how has your teaching been? Um, so obviously school has been closed. <laughs> school is closed. Um, can't go to home. So 
my, my business has definitely been affected, but not in a very, very major way because thankfully I have good clients. So mm. what we've been doing is we've been working together to have online teaching with the kid with autism. And then the older brother sits with him. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. The older brother sits with him, slightly older than him. So I co-teach the brother to teach the, the child. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So, so how's it been going? So of, of course, as expected, the first day he cried. It's very expected. That's the the norm that was already prepared for. But um, after a while, we you know we did. I put a lot of fun activities for him because I do a lot of online teaching anyway. Um, I have a lot of courses and like programs on the internet on the website. So I let him do all those things that he's familiar with using the materials mm. that he has from school already. So that really he doesn't get left behind because what the school is doing right now is they will put their lessons online. I will take that, I will adapt it for him and I will create a, like a mini course, mini worksheets around that, that topic so that it reinforces what he's been learning. And mm -hmm. while that's happening, the older brother is talking to me and I'm talking to the older brother on how to teach the, his, old, his younger brother. La. So, so in a way you're also helping them bond la, as a family. Ah, exactly. Definitely, definitely. So in a way, like I'm helping the brother to be a teacher and a brother is spending time with the, the, the client, the kid with autism mm -hmm. and the kid is doing his work. So it's a win-win for all. So he stopped crying already? <laughs> oh, definitely. We're moving up to, because we've been doing one hour sessions. So we're moving okay. up to one and a half hours now. My goal is to make him do uh, two hours. So definitely, good. definitely. Because like I... It's literally after the first session, the second session, no crying, sat down for the whole thing. How do you like comfort him like through the screen to stop crying? Well, I can't do it because I, okay. I told the brother like what to do with him. It's like physically, uh... what can you do? Like maybe just hold him, like, you know, hug him. And then after that, use his finger to direct him to read. Uh, and then, because what I do is I do uh, progressive what's called progressive work. Um, we call it discrete trial teaching. So mm. I start off the easy work, the things that I know he can do independently so that he mm. feels confident to do it. Mm. And then we move on to a slightly challenging one and slightly challenging one and like challenge. So it goes up with the progress. So if every session he starts with the easy ones, he gets confident, he sits down and do the work. Very good approach. Mm -hmm. But I think well props to, <laughs> to the brother, really props to the brother because yeah. he really sat down, he was really, I guess because I have a good bond with the older brother anyway. Yeah. So, so he's been very cooperative, la, so that's that's very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been yeah, pretty interesting. Because uh, I know like, a lot of people have been affected by this because in a way, teaching, like tutoring is like similar to personal training we do by sessions. Mm. And since you kind of do the sessions, you can't be there, sessions are affected. So I'm pretty sure like similar to physical trainers, like a lot of us are being affected, but I'm glad that, you know, this works out. Yeah, and also like universities and schools are being affected as well. You know, exams are being delayed, um, lessons cannot be, uh, lessons or lectures cannot be carried out in you know, the usual classroom or lecture halls. Uh, but like I have seen uh, some universities actually um, conducting their tutorials online by way of Zoom calls. And like, it's, 
been, I, I think it looks quite cool. And I could see like, you know, different students, they, they all tune in at the same time. Yeah. And uh, it's a very cool method of delivery. And it, it really makes us realize that, you know, nothing is impossible as, as long as you just Actually, this has been done for quite some time. Uh, online teaching has mm -hmm. been one of the, one of the fundamentals in overseas because um, they yeah. offer online distance learning. That's what they call it. So yes. it's definitely not impossible here. Like, it's just that what, when are we, it's just a matter of when are we going to implement it? Because it's I'm just guessing, when we're comfortable with it. I guess like one of the reasons why it's not being fully implemented, I'm just going on a limb here, but that's my best guess. If you have online teaching, you reduce the cost. And you reduce the cost, the tuition fees drop. Right. And we know how universities make their money, right? So that is one way to look at it. Uh, but another way I would look at it is that, um, you know, this can be implemented in, on the university level, but maybe not so much on the primary school or oh, uh, we're doing it. We're doing it. Level. We're doing it on the school, primary school level. We're doing it right now with the okay, school that my client is in. My, they're doing like group teaching every, but they're doing session by session basis. My concern about this is that not every household can afford internet connections or laptops. So if we're speaking about more mainstream um, style of teaching like in, in, a, in Sekolah Kebangsaan or in a, a normal government school, so that we have to also be inclusive of those families who don't have computers and don't have internet. So that, that's my concern. Um, so, oh, but definitely. I, can see this, I can see this as a way of like slowly pushing towards that direction. Yep. So, well, um, yeah. we can talk about that the next time because according to the, yeah. the government has this implementation for education to provide. They are moving towards this digital age. They are already preparing for it. Um, I forgot what's the act called. Uh, I wrote a thesis about it, so I should remember it. I'll look into it later. But we, we talk about this <laughs> later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But the basic gist is like they really have this implementation to move students, ah. like the one you said in that category, towards that in terms of giving them the resources, in terms of giving them the, the tools, the software, everything. Okay, okay. But then again, right, the debate is that if even if you have the resources, if you don't know how to use it, mm -hmm. that's a different thing already. It, but that's it another thing like to talk a, you know, about. Core education, uh. yes, yeah. yes, that's another thing to talk so, about. But yeah, I guess one thing were, I can say, well, I think one thing I want to say is like, um, in terms of like school environments, like universities and primary schools and whatnot, we don't have the social aspect of it. We have the education, we have the convenience, everything, but we don't have the social aspect of it. I guess that's Precisely. one third of the major part of why people like schools in a way. Like you get to meet your friends, like socialize and things like that. And that kind of affects um, my clients because students with autism, I teach them in a holistic way, not just academic. I teach them um, social too. So we used to have like lunch place. We call it lunch place. So what we used to do is like every time during lunch, he gets to spin a wheel on the on my phone with all his friends' names on it. And he gets to pick up the three friends. Then he gets to, after lunch, he gets to take these three friends to go upstairs and play board games and whatever things that we have in this class. That brings um, them together and that creates a, like a social bond between the students. But we don't have so that it's right like now. A that, it's a thing that they actually look forward to when they yeah. go to school, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, like the, the human interaction is still very important. Uh, so it cannot be 100% remote because we're yep. all social beings. Definitely. But uh, we got we to gotta do what we got to do. You know, uh, right now it's quite necessary for us to distance ourselves. And um, just like how we're making this podcast through a Zoom call, like we wouldn't have had the idea of doing it through a Zoom call and also recording the, the video along 
with the exactly. audio, if not for this MCO. Like in exactly. fact, last week we were so confident in you know, cancelling um, this whole recording, but you know, this week we we just like you know we, we can't go on like this anymore. Like, something has to be done about it, and like I'm very yep. glad that we we actually thought about this whole idea. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. I think we're thriving. <laughs> like I said, with um, not to say disasters, but opportunities don't just come and tell you they're here. You just gotta make your own opportunities. Yeah, I mean, you have to knock on doors. If there are no doors, you have to make your own door to knock exactly. on. Exactly, <laughs> build the door, you know, get the materials just, and stuff like this just to knock on it. Yeah, so yeah. that's basically it. Mm. Oh yeah, so did you hear about the recent economic stimulus package? Ah, uh, yeah, the one that our PM announced uh, a few days ago, that one, right? Yeah, so what do you think of it? Well, yeah, um, so RPM has announced this Prihatin economic stimulus package, which, um, put it simply, it's an allocation of monies for different purposes uh, as a way to respond to this whole coronavirus disease, which is now a global pandemic. And mm. um, in this package, um, many subsidies are offered. So, but for the purpose of this podcast, we'll only be talking about you know, the, the selected few that we find relatable to our target audiences, which are you know, young professionals like mm. us. Young like working adults. Us and our friends, like basically. So, yeah. So, amongst the financial aids that are offered, there is this Bantuan Prihati National, mm-hmm. uh, which is a one off cash assistance. And this is accessible to the M40 group. And if you're wondering, M40 is actually abbreviation for middle 40%, which is a term used to describe the middle class income earning groups, which includes households and also single individuals aged 21 years old and above. Okay. So, yeah. That is us. So, in, yeah, that's us. <laughs> um, this package is inclusive of a few groups of payments. So, for ease of reference, I'll just call them first, second, third, and fourth payments, okay? So, in the first payment, um, Households that are earning a collective income of less than 4,000 a month will be entitled to a cash assistance of 1,600 ringgit. For the second payment, the households who are earning a collective income of between 4,000 to 8,000 ringgit monthly will be entitled to a cash assistance of 1,000 ringgit. And for the third payment, single individuals who are aged 21 years and above earning less than 2,000 a month um, has a cash assistance of 800 ringgit a month. And also for the fourth one, which is the last one, which I think is the most relatable to us, is mm-hmm. uh, for single individuals uh, who are aged 21 years and above earning between 2,000 to 4,000 ringgit uh, monthly and um, will be entitled to a cash assistance of 500 ringgit. So, yeah, it's quite technical, quite a lot <laughs> to mm-hmm. take in. Um, but um, yeah, I'm quite pleased with what the PM has offered us, honestly. Uh, I think it's a great initiative uh, that will really you know, ease the load off the M40 group because uh, I feel like the M40 group is uh, one of the class of people who are quite affected by this um, this whole MCO and this whole pandemic. And um, you know, a number of business- businesses are forced to stop operating. You know, cash flows are putting it to a complete halt. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased with it. What do you think? Well, the thing is, right, I look at it and I'm thinking, hmm, well, what about those individuals who earn more than 4000 That's kind of, mm. you know, too bad. La. But I yeah. think it's a good, very good initiative <laughs> you're, because you're it's really like... Okay if you're more than 4K. <laughs> well, because like he really, ta- this initiative really targets the, how I say, the majority, right? Because the I middle feel like... Class earning- 
middle class and possibly lower class a bit well yes definitely yeah yeah because i think yeah it's a very good boost to the economy because do you know how do you know what is uh economic stimulus do you know how it works um it's supposed to you know ease the financial load of people to put it simply yeah to put it simply so basically yeah. it comes from a from economical standpoint it comes from this theory called keynesian theory by a British mm -hmm. economist called John Maynard Keynes during the 1930s when he was trying to understand the Great Depression, right? So he's saying that um, increased government expenditures and lower taxes can stimulate the demand and pull the government global economy out of depression. So basically he's saying that um, when people are in that situation, they will tend to save money. Makes sense because saving money is a very logical thing to do. So what the government mm -hmm. needs to do is to, to balance the whole economy is to pump in a little bit more money so that it goes to back to the people. So, okay. so it's kind of like so the for, theory of you know, the nail and a hammer. <laughs> yeah, in a is way. It? So in a way, yeah, something like that. So basically, right. Okay, let me give you an example. Okay. You have two ringgit, okay? And you use it to buy nasi lemak from a friend. Let's call him Lawrence. Okay. Okay. So Lawrence goes to another friend. Uh, let's call. Okay, Masikia, to buy karpo leko for two ringgit. I know that's gonna wait, be wait, changed. Wait, wait, wait! I kind of lost you there. I spent two ringgit you have to buy nasi lemak from okay. Lawrence. Yeah. So then Lawrence okay. takes the two ringgit that he got from you. He goes to a market. Yeah, okay. okay, to buy a robot like for two ringgit. Mm. Let's assume mm. there's no change in between and it's a one-to-one -one ratio. Okay, so it makes sense, right? You have two ringgit, you buy from a friend, then the friend goes to buy another thing, so the money transfers. It goes around, yeah. Yep. So now imagine you have 10 ringgit. So mm. when you have 10 ringgit, basically you just you just increase your chances of buying things. You just increase the you basically have 2.5 times the initial amount. And now instead of one nasilama, you can buy five nasilamas. Right? It was two ringgit just now. Now you got 10 ringgit. So you can buy five. And then you go and buy this five nasilama from your friend. And then suddenly your friend says, oh, okay, I got more demand now, but I need more materials. Right? So where am I going to get the materials? From the market, from this mache, from their uncle and whatnot. And then, oh, I got so much demand now. Not just you, right? Many people are buying from me because they suddenly have you know, extra money like 10 ringgit, 20 ringgit. So I might hire some, 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 um, like, like cousin or something. I pay him the money to help me to pack more nasilama because I'm getting more customers. Right? You see how so it goes. So it's like right? a snowballing kind of effect. It is, it is. Like, it is. With this this yeah. concept is called a circular flow. Right? It's one of the basic mm. uh, principles in macroeconomics. Well, because in reality, right, of course, it's not like one to one ratio because when it comes to like larger purchases, like like houses and cars and whatnot, there's other options. It's not just cash, like credit cards, bank loans, but we're just assuming, but the core concept is the same, right? The money goes around. So again, a economic stimulus is also saying like, when people get fired, what's the first thing you do? What's the first thing you do? Stop spending up. Exactly. So you want to right? save them. Yeah, exactly. It's normal. So they try to save. But yep. what if everyone is doing that in that situation? 
like how we in, right? Everyone's scared, um, no, no extra source of income, no income for some. What do they do? They save, right? But what happens when the one is spending money? Everyone's saving, of course. They're not going to spend extra money. What's going to happen then, right? If they're not spending the money, yeah, it's stuck. Then like shopping malls and other like movies, uh, cinemas and whatnot, they are not going to do so well because people are not spending money for these kind of things. And then what do they do? They have to cut the check. They have to start cutting their own expenses. These businesses have to start cutting their own people because no one's buying from you know, whatever they're providing. And it keeps going and it keeps going and keep going and keep going. And then it leads to you know, more people getting fired, less people spending money, more people getting fired. And the circle gets smaller, the economy gets smaller and smaller until everyone loses their job. That's what's happening right now. But luckily, the government is implementing the, one of the things that says that you, the business, cannot fire employees. They have to retain the employees. That's very good. Yeah. Because otherwise, so employment, called... unemployment rate is going to go super high. And that's what's happening yeah. in the US right now. Yeah. It's called the wage subsidy program. Yep. So in this economic stimulus package, right, you know, um, several other measures are also announced. So one of it is called the wage subsidy program. And it, this is aimed at assisting employers in retaining their workers. So, you know, in this difficult period, I'm sure we've all heard news of your employers resorting to quite um, drastic measures where they mm. will like Posing unpaid leave, retrenching staff, um, forcing a wage cut for the next couple of months. And you know, this oh program is specially designed just to curb that. Yeah, oh my gosh, right? <laughs> so the government will be providing you know a salary of six hundred per month to every employee for the next three months. And the class of employees who will benefit from this um, will be those who are earning an income of less than four thousand ringgit a month. Mm. And with their employers who are experiencing more than 50% decrease in their business income from 1st January onwards. So again, I am also quite pleased with what the government has offered uh, to the employers because, you know, honestly, I can empathize from the employer's point of view because you know i can see how and why some of them have resorted to these kind of drastic measures because you know it's, it's the best thing that they can do they, they have to worry about so many things you know it's about survival and, um, yeah, yeah right. exactly and we all have to like you know understand that you know employers are struggling themselves to make ends meet and also you know with the imposition of this um wage subsidy program right you know i believe that employees will be more relieved of this whole burden of having to worry too much about paying their staff and um they can then properly focus their minds on the more important things which is to properly restructure their businesses and um in order to just cope with this whole pandemic you know and you know when this whole pandemic finally subsides they will then be further assured that you know their staff remains loyal to them they, they don't leave them and because if that happens if they lose the staff after the pandemic they have this whole new problem to worry about which is to hire new staff and then train the new staff and then think about you know all these payroll issues financial issues it's a whole different ball game a whole different exactly. problem to think about later on so with this program you, you you can actually see, you know, the government's active efforts in trying to lower that to the, you know, most minimum level. Lah. So, yeah, you know, it's important also, lah, I feel like, to empathize with our bosses, you know, yeah, because like, as much as we are, we are having hard times ourselves, they're, also, they're having, like, you know, an equally hard time or if not a much harder time than us. Yeah, so, yeah, I can, really imagine, I can imagine the level of stress and anxiety that an employer is, you know, feeling right now because, like, as their cash flow is, like, 
so low, some has even gone to the complete zero, and they're just struggling to pay the bills and you know their company for their company and like having to think about ways to keep their businesses alive is no easy task at all. So yeah. Yeah, because as I say, right, your business is your baby. So mm. basically your baby is dying right now. Can you imagine that? So I think it's important for us to really empathize with our bosses now. Don't don't talk so much. I mean, it's not don't talk so much. Don't don't talk bad about our bosses so much. Like yeah, during this time, just trust that they'll do the right thing because you know, end of the day, right? Things yeah. will be better, lah. Yeah, I saw this great quote. One, you want, I, you want to hear a great quote? I heard, I saw it from Instagram. It's quite good. You want to hear about it? So it's basically saying, Should right? Be. Yeah, it's saying that if it's not doing well, it's still not the end yet. So it means, don't worry, it's if it's not doing so effort. well, yeah, it's not the end. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a very day. difficult time. Yeah. It's mentally difficult, physically difficult, all kinds of difficult. But it's a test. But then, you know, I feel like it's a test, test to our own uh, will, test to our own like personality in a way. Like it really, because we kind of, I really feel like a lot of people will grow because of this. Like there's so many people going to benefit in terms of like mentally from this. It's because, something that is so new. <laughs> right. It's so and revolutionary. Exactly. So I really feel like, you know what, whatever, whoever is going through whatever, um, just believe that things are going to be better soon. Yeah, and like, especially with the implementation of all these uh, measures announced by our PM, right? I believe that, you know, the loads have, you know, significantly been lightened on, uh, you know, on both ends, like on the employer's end, on the employee's end. And I believe that, you know, with time and with active and collective effort in trying to figure out ways to just like cope with this impact, right? Then yeah. we can all definitely emerge from this victoriously. But yeah. It, it will all be fine. <laughs> just believe in that. Yeah, believe in that. And if you really worry about that, just do something like, yeah, basically just, you have so much time now, learn a skill or something. <laughs> uh, recently I've been what learning coding. What skills have you been learning? Recently I picked up coding. Coding? Wow. Yeah, HTML, okay. CSS, JavaScript, so I've been learning that. Um, and also been learning about marketing, copywriting, and things like that. I see, Yeah, that's very build a good. website, you know, just learn a lot of things. I'm pretty sure you have your own interest too. Like For me, what? um... What? <laughs> for me, I've been um, doing a lot more home workouts and yoga. Um, yeah, it made me realize that I've been taking my gym for granted. Mm. You know, I haven't been appreciating my beautiful yoga studio. So it, all these I wouldn't realize until until like now like that I have to like do it at home. The only difference that I feel from working out at home is that um, I'm not as motivated actually. I, I struggle to stay disciplined. And um, it's a lot hotter at home, <laughs> but uh, you know we we gotta do what we gotta do. Like you know, if we don't, if if I don't work out, you know, I I kind of go a little bit crazy. <laughs> it's it's just right. my way of coping. So yeah, uh, I've been um, more disciplined in my yoga practice. Uh, I've actually been documenting, you know, my 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 headstands every day and like mm -hmm. actually seeing progress. And this is something new that I'm doing now because of this. Uh, MCO. I never, you know, recorded any of my my yoga um, poses or whatever when I'm actually practicing in the yoga studio. So right. yeah, it's quite interesting to actually see progress in video that I uh, real recorded myself and then mm -hmm. feel empowered by it. Like I, I could see that you know I want to do more. I want to be better and I want right. to be better tomorrow. 
Yeah, seems like everyone should just record themselves and see the progress. <laughs> I mean, basically, this is one of the fundamentals. If, like, for example, someone who wants to learn public speaking, that's basically mm. it. What do you do? You practice. How do you get res- How do you measure results? You record yourself. Simple. But I guess like you can only get a lot of people doing exactly. But a lot of people tend not to do that, even though that's like. And then people just go and find out like what's the big secret of public speaking or what's the big secret. But it's just doing the fundamentals over and over again until you get really good. That's about it. Yeah, and now it's that everyone is like so much time. Yeah. And as you say, you saw results. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I guess like you know, since people have a lot of time, it's really a good time to just not only just catch up on your favorite shows. I guess it's good to. You know, get in tune with yourself. Yeah, just connect with yourself. Because yeah. like, I, I feel that myself. Like, I am a lot more rejuvenated. I'm mentally healthier. I am less anxious. Uh, yeah, I got more time to reflect on myself. And like, I, I get my mind off work when I'm actually practicing yoga or when I'm, yeah. when I'm doing my usual workouts. So, yeah, I feel mentally rejuvenated and like this is one thing that uh, I realized that I take for granted in a mm-hmm. way because when I'm like working in the office, I'm just so fixated on getting things done at work uh, on my desk and yep. you know, I will even like skip meals. I, I don't exercise. I don't think about anything else at all apart from mm-hmm. work. So that's when I realized, you know, in hindsight, you know, that's very mentally exhausting. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't result too well in productivity as well. Like right now, like I am like actively exercising and like I, I actually have windows of time where I just don't think about work at all. And I find that I can concentrate better when I'm actually working like on my desk. So it's one thing that I want to like continue uh, even after this MCO and to like actively try to find better work-life balance. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. Because like the myth is like work-life balance is not achievable. I would say that it's definitely it's definitely there. Just like how are you gonna how badly do you want it? And how mm. are you gonna go around it? Because before this you say that your work life balance is completely zero and now look at you. You have yeah. work life balance that you always wanted. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I never thought I could do something like this, but I'm doing it now and I'm just so amazed by mm, it. Seems like people just have to believe in themselves. Hmm. Yeah. Right, so I it guess depends, it's really It really depends on how much time you have, I would say. Yeah. Well, like I always say, what you do with your time is up to your priorities. Mm, <laughs> don't know what I feel about that. <laughs> That's fine. Because like, it's still, I, I'm still getting used to the idea because it's something that's still quite new to me. But um, mm. what I believe in is that uh, if you really truly love what you're doing, like what your job you really love your job like working can still feel like leisure yep to a certain extent yep not to the full extent but to a certain extent like you could like still find joy in um your work and uh you should definitely find joy in your work (laughs) (laughs) well there are ups and downs i didn't like even when those down days um, it's it's this kind of it's it's your passion that keeps you going and of course, of um, that's course. what I find um, with my job. Like on on some days like, it's really not fun, right. but some days but then, it's very fun. Yeah, some days are fun. So <laughs> it's just about what makes you wake up in the morning and just go ahead with the day. Mm. Right. So I'm quite interested 
because like so many people now are they change their whole lifestyle, they change their whole work life, but they're still doing so well. I mean, there's a lot of home chef videos now. There's a lot of like home workouts now. <laughs> the <Gabbana laughs> coffee, the rangdong, ramen, things like I, that. I did both of them. Really? How was it? I did both of that. Uh, my Dalgona coffee was a fail. My ramdon was a success, but uh, I'm not really a huge fan of the taste. Mm. It's, I think I really it's not more of a taste, it's more of like a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Yeah. I didn't put sirloin in it though. What do you put? I put it, I fried an egg. Close That's enough. Why it's nice. <laughs> That's why it's not nice. Egg. You're missing the metaphor. There's a whole theory I mean, behind the whole that, no? Point, I know, it's, why don't you explain the theory? Well, uh, I, I need the names though. I can't remember the names of the ramen. The two uh, it's Nioguri, Nioguri and Chapagetti. Ah, Chapagetti is, so what I heard is Chapagetti basically tastes like very bad. So according to the theories I read online, uh, Chapagetti is apparently represents the lower class. Because the whole movie is about social structure, right? And then the, what's yeah. the other one? The, Nioguri. Yeah, that one represents the, yeah, represents the middle class. Because that's what okay. normally we would eat, like our Maggie or whatnot. And then the steak represents mm -hmm. the high class higher income mm. class because that's what that's more what they would most probably eat so you mix all three together and they present in the movie it's a metaphor of saying that like, these are the social structure when i first started i was like no way i mean it's a cool way to like represent the social structure but right. the taste though is the it taste wasn't great well maybe you should no. try steak then that's I like steak, but the, the, the taste of the chapagati was a bit too overpowering. The, uh, the chapagati is very, it has this weird herby medicinal taste. Yeah, that that's I the whole point. That's why they, and then you yeah. know, the nioguri is a bit too salty. It's not spicy enough. You know, I'm a huge fan of spice. Okay. I, I was expecting it to taste a bit like shin ramen, mm. which I love, but it, it didn't taste like shin ramen. It was like salty. Right. So salty, mm. medicinal, herby. But you put an egg. That's huh? the thing. You need to try. I think when you put steak, I always different. put egg on my ramen. <laughs> well, I think the the steak might be might change the whole thing. Who knows? I mean, well, I haven't tried, so I can't say for sure. I'm not. I'm not high class. I'm. I'm M forty. <laughs> true. 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 I'm gonna get that benefits. Any idea when are we gonna get it? April, right? Um, April and one April thing that gets to me was May. okay. One thing that gets to me was they really didn't specify how you're gonna get it. Or yeah, they didn't. They just like, said when, like how they're gonna disperse the money. Like some of the money will be dispersed in like two payments. Yeah. So like you get like this amount in this month, and then the remaining will be in the next month. So, but we don't know how we're gonna get it, and they right. also limit the amount of people who can get it. So I don't exactly. know whether it's gonna be like a first come first serve kind of basis, or like it's gonna, gonna be, be like, another you know, pandemic. Segregated by class. Economic stimulus <laughs> pandemic. People are gonna fight for it. Definitely will. Yeah, but. I mean, like, as of right now, like, the, the information that's available from the PM speech, I, I think it's quite promising. Yep. Uh, I'm quite pleased with it. I'm just looking forward to how it's going to be executed. Yep. Uh, hopefully, no mess. <laughs> ah, let's hope so. Long. But yeah. it's interesting because I'm really hoping to see the effects because uh, looking back into the previous economic stimulus, I did a little bit of research on economic stimulus. So mm. I think US did it in 2009 remember 2008 2009 that back then there was a global meltdown global economic meltdown it was the obama yeah obama yeah that period. one so 
I was reading a post about a few lah, basically. So uh, they were discussing about how effective he was, what he did, and what was the purpose and things like that. So I'm really interesting, interested to see how it's going to affect our economy. Because I think one thing for sure is the main purpose is going to prevent uh, economic meltdown, of course, number one. And two is to prevent the unemployment rate from going up. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, because I, I know there are people who are like actively seeking job opportunities, such as you know fresh grads who just came, who just graduated mm. uh, right before the pandemic, and then this pandemic happened, then now they just <sighs> they just stuck. They can't they can't find jobs. Well, so that, it's that's time for them to do online courses. It's time for <laughs> them to do online business. Well, yeah. I mean, right. it, opportunities, ma. Only way, right? All right. Yeah. You can obviously see from the effects of like this. Next time you might not see a viral pandemic, it could be something else. And similar situation happen. What are we gonna do then? Right? Mm. It's good to have a backup. Huh? Yeah. yeah. But it's good I that the government is doing whatever they do. Everyone should just stay strong and not not give up. <laughs> yeah, just do what you can. Uh, find alternatives. Yeah. Mm. So I'm, it's good to see that the government is doing what they're doing. So hopefully the economy might recover soon. But I guess, you hmm. know what, it depends on how effective this economic stimulus package could be. You know what makes yeah, an economic stimulus package effective? What's that? Sorry? Do you know what makes an economic stimulus package effective? No. So, okay, so I'm going to tell you. So, I, number okay. one, it depends on how uh, individuals who receive the money, how willing are them, are they to spend the money? So that's the first thing, putting money back into the businesses and make the cycle run again. So number two, mm. how quickly and easily the money can reach the economy. So that's what I said just now. People get that the money. Yeah, how they can spend the money. And number three, mm -hmm. whether businesses are willing to use the extra stimulus, uh, extra money to hire new people because that will really generate more income for individuals and that will generate more income for other businesses and that will increase the spending power of people and that will make the cycle go. So you know what, let's see how it goes but I'm looking from the Lazada sales and Shopee sales <laughs> and all those things, I think it's pretty okay. Lah. Yeah, like even I myself, I impulsively bought a, a matching workout outfit set. Oh my god. Like I was just I was just on Instagram, you know, and then I saw this Instagram ad of like this really beautiful model in a very beautiful like electric blue sports bra and tights okay. and I was like, I want this, I want this and I bought it straight away and like, oh, wow. I, I never, I never did that, you know, like, I don't know, it's just like just one of those things that the MCO has done to me, like what, what happened yeah. to me, I actually sure. splurged blame like, MCO. Within, within five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, blame the MCO. Within five minutes, I, I, I bought something. And like, after I bought, I placed that order, I was still actively scrolling and like, I'm just controlling myself. I just telling myself, nope, nope, so you cannot buy this, don't buy. So no. I haven't bought anything yet. One rule that I always have is like, whenever you have the urge to buy something, put it down, wait 24 hours, and if you still have the urge, fine. That's one to rule, like wait it up. Because what they do to you is like, they give, put you into a state of buying. So if you can mm, get yourself out of exactly. that state of buying, yeah, you're good to go. I usually recommend end of the month, but you know what? It's going to be end of the month anyway. Well, it's already end of the month. Exactly. That's exactly why. 
Days are yeah exactly. So yeah, hopefully the yeah. economy recovers a lot because, and you know, government they will always get back the money through taxes. So not worry about that. This is how, mm. like you said, how we're, we're are they going to implement it? People, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite surprised to hear that they delayed the tax payment until what June July. I wasn't even aware of it. <laughs> They delayed the payment. They were going to, they also delayed, you know, the repayment of PTPN loans. Yeah, which is very good. Yeah, it's a very good initiative. So we're, we're actually doing quite okay, I, I, I would feel. Yeah, I, I guess it's to make people like less panicky mm. because we never know how long this is going to last because um, yeah. a lot of US doctors, a lot of um, experts, right? Uh, experts in the terms of like virus and pandemics, they expect this to last up to seven months. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I would say that you know, be prepared for another extension. Don't be surprised. Yep. You know, if it has to happen, it has to happen. This is why I encourage everyone to just have savings up to six months. My gosh, or oh, a year. That's why I well, told so time, many people. You know, it takes time. You have to do it step by step, especially for someone who just like got into the workforce. You can't just expect them to have six months worth of saving yeah, like, fine. within their first that's month of work. One group of yes. people, but then there's so many other groups of people too. Right. This is why financial how, how much, is important. Get your finances what's right. What's the percentage that we should save, you know, like on a standard way? Like what's the percentage of our salary we should be saving monthly? For, in your I mean, opinion. Generally what people say is 10%, but again, depends on your goals, because if you calculate 10%, it's going to take you very long. Let's say someone who wants to retire by like 50, 60s with a million dollars. It's actually very little. 50, 60s mm-hmm. with $1 million, you have, let's say you're 25, you retire at 60, you have like what, 35 years. To retire at 60 at $1 million is achievable, but it's very little. Counting the inflation yeah, rate. Yeah, like 10% is a very low percentage. So what I... Okay, so it depends on, again, on what you do. 10% is actually a very good start, right? Okay. 20% is even better. But if you really want to go aggressive and you really want to, not say retire early, have the option to retire early with a lot of money in your bank, 50%. There's a group called FIRE. Uh, I can't remember what's the acronym for, but it's basically talking about financially independent, ready, something. This group of mm-hmm. people, they are individuals, young people, even younger than us, all over the world, right? They save as many incomes as they can, um, spend frugally, they save aggressively, invest a little bit here and there. And yeah, there's successful stories where they retire by 30, like 40s, even younger than that, 20 something. They do whatever they want with the money. Because there's three, like only, there's only three things you can do with money. You can save the money, create wealth, save the money, invest the money, and you retire. Three things, create the wealth, invest the wealth, and retire. Follow these three steps. I feel like this can be something that we can like really talk about in the next episode as well. Otherwise, definitely. this will get really long. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So I, I guess uh, we talk really quite extensively on what we want to talk about. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we were actually worried that we have nothing to talk about, like we have so much. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry about that. 
I think I guess like one of the takeaways like I want like I just want to leave with the curiosity like with the curiosity of saying that is this economic stimulus enough? Does it truly target everyone? Uh, we have to see because again, it's not depending on us. It depends on how long this quarantine lasts, and how long this quarantine lasts depends on how obedient we are at hashtag the Doruma. Mm. Because uh, all over the world, people are in quarantine. But in Japan, they're not in quarantine anymore. They're free. You can see a lot of Instagram stories. You can see a lot of posts, or a lot of news about Japanese people. They are just living their normal life. And they started, they had this outbreak earlier than us, but they are already cleared of it. Mm. So again, I urge, I guess it's the moral stories. One, to get off the quarantine faster, do the rumor. That's it. Yeah. Don't question why or how or like how long this is gonna last. Just just be obedient and stay home. Yeah, it's yeah. so simple. It's just one thing. Simple one but job. also not simple at the same time. True. We all know the struggles, but you know, we, we gotta be strong, just encourage each other, okay? We can all do this, we can power through yeah. this, we can get emerge victorious. Totally looking forward to everyone's Master Chef home cooked meals. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't That's wait till we can record in person life. again. Oh my but, god. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of plans but, to have a proper setup too. Yeah. I mean we can take this as a time to properly brainstorm and think about it and you know. Yeah, we're gonna try a new yeah, format where we have video now. So we're gonna try and put it up on different platforms and see, you know, what the response is. So if you have any guys if you have any feedback, just let us know. You know, we took feedback from the second episode, even the first episode. It's really encouraging. Uh, you guys yeah. say a lot of nice things and we encourage those and we definitely encourage like uh, criticisms, constructive criticisms definitely because it helps us grow, helps us know what you want, mm. helps us know what you guys are interested in. So yeah, we'll be talking about what we want to talk about but we'll definitely cater to you guys. So any and last it's like words? This kind of feedback, it's this kind of feedback that keeps us wanting to do more and keeps yeah. us motivated. So. Um, yeah, just keep them coming. Um, it can it can be constructive, uh, but just don't be mean. I'm soft. <laughs> it's okay. You can just tell me then. <laughs> well, of course, make, make okay. it logical. Of course, don't be like, oh my mm. gosh, just yeah, keep it logical. You know, we are logical people. Okay, so yeah. that ends the third episode. So we'll see you soon. Bye. Yep. See you in the next one. Have a good one, guys. Bye.